Chapters One and Two of the Tale of Timothy Turtle. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Robin Cotter, May two thousand seven. The Tale of Timothy Turtle, by Arthur Scott Bailey. Chapter One, A Famous Biter. That black rascal, Mister Crow, was not the oldest dweller in Pleasant Valley. There was another elderly gentleman who had spent more summers and a great many more winters under the shadow of Blue Mountain than he. All the wild folk knew this person by the name of Timothy Turtle. And if they didn't see him so often as Mr. Crow, it was because he spent much of his time on the muddy bottom of Black Creek. Besides, he never flapped his way through the air to Farmer Green's cornfield, in plain sight of everyone who happened to look up at the sky. On the contrary, Mr. Timothy Turtle seldom wandered far from the banks of the creek, for the best of reasons. He was anything but a fast walker. In fact, one might say that he waddled, or even crawled, rather than walked. But in the water he was quite a different creature. By means of his webbed feet, he could swim as easily as Mr. Crow could fly, and he could stay at the bottom of Black Creek a surprisingly long time before he came up for a breath of air. Indeed, Mr. Crow sometimes remarked that he would be just as well pleased if Timothy Turtle buried himself in the mud beneath the water and never came up again. Such a speech was enough to show that Mr. Crow was not fond of Timothy Turtle. Perhaps Mr. Crow disliked to have a neighbor who was older than he, but Mr. Crow himself always laughed at such a suggestion. The trouble is, he would say. The trouble is, Timothy Turtle is too grumpy. Now I'm old, but I claim that that's no reason why I shouldn't be pleasant. And then he would laugh somewhat harshly, just to show that he knew how. There was a good deal of truth in what Mr. Crow said. Timothy Turtle was grumpy, but it was not old age that made him so. He had been like that all his life. There never was a time when he wasn't snappish. When he wouldn't rather bite a body than not, and that was the reason why he had not more friends. To be sure, many people knew him, but usually they took good care not to get too near him, for Timothy Turtle had a most unpleasant way of shooting out his long neck from under his shell and seizing a person in his powerful jaws. In spite of his great age, he was quick as a flash, and one had to step lively to escape him. If Timothy had bitten you just for an instant and then stopped, this trick of his wouldn't have been so disagreeable. But he was not content with a mere nip. When he had hold of you, he never wanted to let you go, and it was no joke getting away once you found yourself caught by him. As for Timothy Turtle, he never could understand why his neighbors objected to this little trick of his. He always said that it was more fun than almost anything else he could think of. And it is true that he never seemed so happy as he did when he had caught some careless person and was biting him without mercy. Anybody that wants to may bite me, Timothy used to declare, 
but perhaps he never stopped to think that one might almost as well bite a rock as his hard shell. And anybody might better chew a piece of leather than try to take a mouthful of his legs, or his neck, or his head. So no one paid any heed to Timothy Turtle's kind offer. Even Peter Mink, who was himself over-fond of biting people, wisely let Mr. Turtle alone. There is no doubt that it was the safer way. CHAPTER Two, AN OLD TIMER It was pleasant for Timothy Turtle that he lived in Black Creek, for he was very fond of fishing. If he had happened to make his home among the rocks on the top of Blue Mountain, he would have had to travel a long way to find even a trout stream. But in Black Creek there were fish right in his dooryard, one may say. It was lucky for him, too, that he liked fish to eat and whenever he wanted a change of food, the creek was a good place in which to find a frog, or perhaps a foolish duckling who had not learned to be careful. It was no wonder that all the mother birds in the neighborhood used to warn their children to beware of Timothy Turtle. Did not Long Bill Wren, who lived among the reeds on the bank of Black Creek, have a narrow escape when he was only a few weeks old? He had just learned to fly, and although his mother had told him not to leave the bank, he disobeyed her. When she was not watching him, he sailed over the water for the first time in his life, and alighted on a flat object on top of a rock. Bill supposed it was a stone that he was sitting on, and he felt so proud of what he had done that he cried, Look! Oh, look! His poor mother was dreadfully frightened when she saw him. Come back! she shrieked. You're in great danger! So Bill flew back to the bank as fast as he could go. "'What have I told you about Timothy Turtle?' his mother asked him sharply. "'You've said to keep away from him, or he might eat me,' young Bill faltered. "'Exactly!' his mother cried. "'At the moment I glance away, here you go and sit right on his back. It's a wonder you're alive!' Her son hung his head. And never again did he pick out a perch until he was sure it wasn't old Mr. Turtle." When he was older, and had children of his own, Long Bill often remarked that it was too bad Mr. Turtle didn't live in some other place. "'He makes my wife so nervous!' he used to exclaim. "'With a new brood of at least a half-dozen youngsters to take care of every summer, one has to watch sharp for Mr. Turtle whenever the children play near the water.' And Long Bill always took pains to tell his children of his own adventure with Timothy Turtle and warn them not to make such a mistake. Luckily, I sat exactly in the center of Mr. Turtle's shell, so he couldn't reach me, Long Bill was explaining to his family one day. But if I had happened to perch on his head, I certainly wouldn't be here now. Oh, Mr. Turtle is too slow to catch me, one of the youngsters boasted. I saw him on the bank today, and he only crawled. Ah, you don't know him, Long Bill Wren replied. When he wants to, he can stand up on his hind legs as quick as a wink, and he can dart his head out just like a snake. Ah! Oh, Longbill's small son shivered as he spoke. I wish Mr. Turtle would go away from our creek. He thinks it's his creek, Longbill Wren observed. He has lived in it years and years and years. We'll have to get on with him as best we can, for there's no doubt that Timothy Turtle is here to stay. End of chapters 1 and 2 of The Tale 
of Timothy Turtle.